Day 90. You already know what you need to know. You just might not know that you know it. 10 days to go. That's remarkable. I had a lovely meditation this morning, just nice and peaceful. Toward the end, these purple blobs come across my eyes, and I always feel like I'm spinning around in the stuff of the universe right about that time. I'm certainly going to be continuing this meditation. I think I will continue sharing via video, but I don't know if it will be every day. We'll just see. Uh, It's not anything I'm feeling any need to know. Imagine that. I just don't need to know today about that which is 10 days from now. In my meditation, I was asking for any insight about my trip to Alaska. I leave on the 7th and am feeling into things while I'm up there, ways in which I can teach or share what this journey has been for me. Things are starting to coagulate in a way that's giving me some insight and ideas. Everything is so different. I'm not the same person that I was when I left Alaska. I'm looking forward to the quiet that is Alaska and to the sacred energy that comes from that land. Today I experienced a quiet grace, a quiet gratitude. I'm not really exploding with insight or deeply moved by something specific to share or to say to you or myself for that matter. Maybe it's because all I did was to call forth to just be an expression of love for myself and everyone around me. Sometimes that in and of itself is the practice. It always is enough, loving ourselves first. I grew up thinking that was selfish. Turns out it's the most important thing I can do for myself and you. Once you do that, you don't even have to master it, but once you start practicing loving yourself exactly as you are, warts and all as they say, the expression of love has a bigger channel through which to flow. That's how self-love is a selfless act. Besides, I certainly love this truth that you can't perfect that which is already perfect, so just love it. I was listening to this guy's webinar last night, and he was talking about this wave that's coming and how to prepare yourself to catch the wave as an entrepreneur. As I was listening to him talk, he kept saying the words, I promise you, over and over. I understood what was under that, but the more I heard him say that, I kept thinking, You really can't promise any of this. I mean, how do you know? You only know from your own experience. I get that we want to be able to promise outcomes, and we want to see for another the experience we are having. But there's nothing that you can truly promise. Though I did say yesterday the promise is one of renewal, I think that comes from the only kind of promise that we can talk about, which are the promises that are built on universal principles. We didn't create them, and we can't uncreate them. They exist. They are part of the scientific realm of our spiritual, material living. But as this guy was talking, he was clearly setting it up as a selling of his knowledge, as most of these people do. And that's fine, because I came through that myself, and I'm on another side of it now. He was setting it up as, I have information that you don't have. If you pay me $2,000, I'm going to give you the information that you need to be able to catch this wave and deliver your message to the world and make a generated income yourself. And maybe then you'll even be able to charge other people $2,000 to tell them what you think they don't know that you know now that they need to know. It's an interesting thing. Meanwhile, there's Kyle Cease, who I so love, who doesn't do any of this. He doesn't send emails. I'm sure he creates an email list, but all he ever does is give away free content. He's just sharing his day-to-day experience. 
He's deeply resonating with people all over the place. Tens of thousands of people are watching his videos and responding on his Facebook page and sharing their transformative experiences and the changes and shifts that they're having. Then he goes out and does these events. That's who I am right now. It's not to say that I'm not here to charge for my work, but I don't want to be a part of something in which I'm posturing myself as knowing something that somebody else doesn't know. There's just something about that that made me very stressed out. The two years in which I was involved in those moments, watching all these free webinars, giving my email address, getting on all these emails that come nonstop every other day, trying to figure out how to get the money to buy the course so I could learn what this guy learned so I could have the success that he had. For me, it was so stressful. In the end, it hasn't been something I want to be a part of long term because the problem is that you can be in a perpetual wheel of thinking that you don't know what you need to know. You can keep buying all these courses, but you never get to the doing part. That might just be my experience. I did take a course that was $997 and I learned a ton of stuff and did apply it. I'm not saying that they're completely invalid. I'm just trying to be in a different relationship with how I'm doing this. How does my soul want to be a part of this world of marketing and packaging and advertising? I just noticed that something that resonated so strongly with me last year just didn't resonate with me last night. And that's fine. Maybe it will resonate with me tomorrow or in a year. But last night, it didn't. It's important to honor how we feel about things. For me, my feelings are my guide. They're my GPS. If something lights me up and makes me feel happy and wonderful, I go toward that. If something is heavy and doesn't make me feel good, I don't go toward it. Go toward what lights you up and makes you feel good, makes you feel better. Go toward what makes you happy. We think we have to hang out with these low vibration people or relationships or jobs or conditions. We don't. You're free to change your mind and your emotional state. You're free to forgive yourself and others and move on. And here I thought I didn't have anything to say. Isn't that beautiful how that goes? So today, I'm going to hang out with some class material. I'm taking an online class to further develop my skill of being an online teacher. I know that shift is happening. I know about this wave. I know that people are waking up and they are seeking help. I try to come at things with the sense of, hey, you already know. You might be unconscious to what you know. You might not know that you know, but there's nothing that you don't know that I know that I'm going to give to you. You know what I'm saying? This is just a really important thing for me. We all know what we need to know, but we've been so trained away from it that we think we don't know. This is what I've been going through these last 100 days, if not longer. I think that I don't have all that I need, that I don't know how. Turns out, I do. As you begin to unhook from the world of effects that keeps telling you it's outside of yourself and begin to tap into the messages that keep turning you back toward yourself, there's a shift. I'm excited about having the time to put some things together that have been bubbling up inside of me. I imagine getting to Alaska might create a little bit of space, though certainly here with my mom is more than enough space too. So right away, there's my mind thinking that I don't have everything I need in this moment to do something and that I have to wait for conditions to change so I can have the perfect time, experience, or space. Isn't that fascinating? 
This is what happens when you meditate for an hour every day for 90 days. You may still say those things, but then you have an immediate awareness of what you just said and you think that's not true at all. And why is that? Because I said so. Because I have an awakened awareness now. Here's the thing. You still may be running around the wheel, but at least you're aware of the wheel and you're aware of your running. And there are these beautiful moments in which that awareness communicates an opportunity for you to change your thinking. As the great Ernest Holmes said, change your thinking, change your life. Day 91. Problems are in time. Solutions are out of time. I am so lit up right now. I knew there was a reason I didn't record my video right after meditation because there was something I had to experience that was important to share with you. I had a phone call and I didn't necessarily get triggered on the call, but I certainly got triggered after I hung up. I was getting upset. So I said, Spirit, you need to help me out with this. I'm not quite sure why this is happening. I appreciate some sort of answer, guidance, or something. I came upstairs to get ready to do my radio show, and I remembered that I had forgotten to finish watching Michael Beckwith's Wednesday night live stream. So I put it on, and lo and behold, there was the answer. I am so grateful to Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith and what is being channeled through him right now. His message was this, problems and issues are in time. The answers and the solutions are in the eternal. The way that he taught that was by putting on some rockin' music. What does he start with? The great tune, September, by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Then he did one of his own songs. Each time he stopped the music, just like musical chairs, and he had us just be still, feeling the vibration and realizing that in that moment, in that space, in that vibration, there are no problems. There are no issues. There are just the vibrations of solutions and the answers. It's something you have to experience. When I get up to Alaska, I'm going to do everything I can to bring these experiences to people. To have it inside your own body is where it's at. I realized, wait a minute, I'm not here to be a daughter, friend, or sister. I'm here to be the vibration of love. I'm here right now. I can only speak about right now in my life. I'm here to be a healing presence. And let me tell you what is a priority for me. My number one priority is my feelings. My emotional life is my number one priority. Maintaining, sustaining, and activating joy, peace, love, abundance, gratitude, prosperity, clarity. That is my number one job. That creates the vibrational currency of my experience of my life and of life in general. When I am in that place, when I am dancing my ass off and enjoying it, that's all there is. This is why I love music so much. It is the vibration of the eternal, and it activates the same within us, and we become this vibrational match to joy. Music is a tonic, and it heals the toxicity in our bodies. Sometimes I have to have the old experience over and over and over again so that it gives me the opportunity to create a new experience. When you can string along enough new moments, you have a new experience. I'm grateful for all the people who pressed my buttons. I'm grateful for every moment in which I am being triggered because it helps me see where, in my system, I still have something besides the vibration of love.
And if I'm here for any one reason, I'm here to dissolve and resolve anything that is unlike love. I'm here to dissolve and resolve any lies that I have been told or that I have told myself about who I am and why I'm here. So remember, it's the weekend. Turn up the music. Find the groove that makes you move. Share it with your parents, your family, your partners, your friends. Dance, dance, dance. Michael Beckwith also said that the cosmos is always celebrating and it's looking to localize the celebration within me and within you. Music and dance and chanting and walking in nature, yoga, all of these practices, prayer, meditation, all these things that we do give the cosmos a point for localizing that which is the universal celebration. The universe is trying to make a point, and it's using you. Bring it on. Day 92. With eight days left, I'm happy to say I'm not confused. Oh, there may be confusion, but I'm not confused. The humidity was so intense that when the rains finally came, I stayed outside and got deliciously soaking wet. Now the night sky is looking beautiful here in the great state of New Jersey. The clouds have been magnificent today. Today, I became the boy that my parents didn't have. Camillo was my grandpa's name, and I was named Camille after him. My mom lives in this old world in which boys have to do all the heavy work, and girls either shouldn't do it or can't do it. This includes everything from changing the fan blades, which she thought I had to get my nephew to do, to trimming the massive row of trees on the property. I was able to do that to the best of my ability, given my height and the height of the ladder, though I did slice through a wire, unfortunately, which I have since repaired. I'm humbled by the practice. Yesterday I was so fired up, and I'm fine today. I'm grateful, and I'm at peace right now. This is like going to the gym every day, an idea that's very familiar. I actually created a course called Strengthen Your Spiritual Muscles. I loved that. In just 45 minutes, an entire four-part workshop came through me. In it, I teach four spiritual practices, meditation, visioning, affirmative prayer, and circulation. What does it take to strengthen a muscle? For me, it takes work. It takes getting a weight and lifting it over and over and making your muscles burn and making that lactic acid run through your body the next day because it hurts so good. Spiritual muscles are strengthened through spiritual practices. It's the same thing. I continue to simply be grateful for these 92 days. I realized that I came into this messed up. Man, I was spinning like a spinning top. And here I am, 92 days later, and I'm not. And when I feel confused, I know that I'm not confused. Rather, there's confusion. Even though I don't have the answers to everything, and I'm going to Alaska next week, and I have mixed feelings about how that will work out, but I'm not confused. I thought I was going to be able to stay with a friend, but that's not going to work out. I'm not panicking because all of my needs are met, and there's always someone that helps out. I'm lifting my sights from basic things like lodging and cars to thinking about what I want to share when I get up there. I think I'd like to do an event at my spiritual center as a template, a blueprint, a dress rehearsal for something larger. The future is ripe with potential, like the air tonight. Right before the clouds opened and the rain came, the air was pregnant. 
It was so feminine. It reminded me of how I used to feel right before my menstrual cycle. So full. It reminds me of how it feels right before an orgasm. Something so beautiful and seeded and fertile. Then the clouds just opened and there was this profound release. We need the feminine. It's just so interesting to be in a time where apparent leaders of my country have no hesitation to mock and berate women, the feminine. But the feminine is rising. We need to rise to balance the patriarchal way that's collapsing. The matriarchal way must step into the mix and balance out the patriarchal way. Day 93, Vacation. There is no video for Day 93. Though I did my meditation... I didn't roll tape right away and then never got to it. More truthfully, I chose not to do it. Instead, I decided to let a picture tell the day's story. Day 94, Emotional Rescue. I was talking to a friend the other day and having a very human moment. He said something like, well, if I was meditating for 91 days, I certainly wouldn't be having this kind of an issue. It wasn't that harsh, but I got a little defensive and said whatever I said. I have been incredibly emotional today. I'm not sure if it's important to know the why, though when something lasts as long as it has today, the mind wants an answer. It wants a justification. It wants to know why. Why am I so upset? Why am I crying? Why this? Why that? I could say it's because I'm leaving on Friday. My heart is very full around leaving my mom and my sister Janice. It's about other things, too, like going to Alaska and not knowing where I'm going to stay. I I don't have a place, and I have to figure that out. Or do I? But I guess my point is that life happens. The heart feels. This is not about, oh, I'm on day 94, and I shouldn't feel anything. This is more like, I'm on day 94, and I feel everything. I've allowed myself to do that. I haven't had a drop of alcohol or anything else for that matter in over a month. Today was really the first day when I thought, if I had a drink or something else, it would take the edge off of my emotions. Not that there would be anything wrong if I chose that, because as an adult, it's a conscious choice. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with alcohol. Something else is going on. But in that moment, I had a real understanding of why, sometimes, I've reached for those things and why sometimes we reach for those things to take the edge off of being sad and upset for an entire day. We don't want to feel that anymore. But if 94 days of meditation has showed me one thing, it's that feeling is where it's at. Whether it's joy or sadness, feeling is where it's at. And even though I may not want to feel it, feeling is the best gift I could give myself. And being honest with people around me about what I'm going through is the best gift I can give all of us. The gift is to feel. Life is precious. Our time here is finite, though we are infinite beings. Meanwhile, I wonder, man, do I need to bite the bullet here and make a decision? Do I need to go to Alaska and wrap things up in a way that brings me back here until she passes, however far away that might be? It's all very heavy on my heart. So it's 8 p.m., and I've avoided doing this all day today. Though I have no problem feeling what I feel, it's still a little vulnerable feeling in front of a camera and then posting it on freaking Facebook. Today, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my mom, and I'm grateful for the many blessings I have. 
I'm confident now because I have clarity and I know the one who's thinking through me has clarity that whatever answers I seek are on their way to me if I don't already have them. Six more days of this incredible, life-changing, transformative experiment. It blows my mind what these 96 days have been all about. It's just something else. May I have the courage and focus to finish writing about it. Day 95. Say goodbye. It's Independence Day. This is Day 95 on the 4th of July. I think of that Bruce Springsteen song, Independence Day, in which he sings, Say Goodbye, It's Independence Day. What was he talking about in that song? He had to say goodbye to his father, his family, his boyhood, and step into his manhood. He had to say goodbye because it was his Independence Day. I wish you independence, freedom from anger, from hate, from anything that doesn't light you up, all the low vibrational stuff. May we just do whatever we need to do every day, every hour, every minute, every second of the day to keep our spirits and vibrations high. And when they're not, wrap our arms around ourselves and hug ourselves tightly with all the love we can. And when we can't do it ourselves, may we reach out for help and never allow ourselves to keep going when the tank is empty. I learned how to keep going when the tank is empty, but guess what happens when I do that? I get stressed, and my fuse is non-existent, and I snap and yell and do all those things that are nothing I ever want to do. But I let myself run empty, and then I allow myself to keep going, as if what I was doing was more important than refueling. Why is that? I don't know. Clearly, I'm still strengthening my ability to not do that anymore. It happens a lot here in New Jersey. My sister pointed out tonight that unless it's an emergency... I should keep my focus on what I need to do for myself. It turns out that I do have a large pile of things because I haven't put my attention on myself in quite a few days. And now with just a few days left, oh boy, I feel a lot of stress and pressure. But since I've been feeling that way for quite a few days now, I'm going to try to do something different tonight. Because, you know, it's the 4th of July, and this is day 95. Day 96, on a hot summer night. Today, I had a chance to connect with the Flow Group online. Kyle Cease was able to join us tonight, and it was a wonderful experience. It was a joy to see my friends again, and to see Kyle, and to have him ask about how it's been, and to be able to tell him I'm on day 96, and to share with him some of the insights I've had. It was lovely to see his response to what I was saying Things got very exciting. It's like, while I'm over here looking at what I think isn't happening, the universe is planning something so magnificent and so much bigger than anything my mind can conceive. When I see it and I have glimpses of what's coming and it's presented to me in flashes of insight, I just go, oh my gosh. It helps me see more clearly how the mind's job is multipurpose. One of the things the mind is here to do is to keep the familiar active. The mind does not like it when something new emerges out of something that's not yet been because it feels threatened. Things are falling away in a big and sometimes scary way, but what rushes in is so much bigger. I told Kyle about revisiting the video that I made when I was applying for the Flow Group weekend where I said the two things that have been fueling this trip were 
I wanted to live from my heart all the time, and I wanted to make room for the gifts within me that were seeking to be released. I knew those were big things at the time, but I also had no comprehension of what command I was giving the universe and what command I was giving my soul. In order to live from the heart, you have to deconstruct the mind's role in your life. And when we ask, what is within me that's yet to emerge? Everything that has been previously active has to, if not fall away, be on pause so that there's room for the new to emerge. I got a text from a friend I hadn't spoken with in a while, and she asked me, how are you doing? I wrote back and said, I don't think I could answer that in a text. But I've been thinking about that. How am I doing? If the mind answers that, holy Toledo, sit down for the story it's going to tell. If you were to ask my heart how I'm tracking, the heart would say, fantastic. Everything is spot on and right on schedule as it should be. I love that it has this perspective, even though my mind has a different story about where I am. I really had a bad moment today, trying to introduce a way to give my mom some of these wonderful supplements for her knee, and she couldn't grasp it. Instead of just stopping and getting out of the situation, I stayed. That was a bad thing to do. It felt like my head was in a vice grip. The daughter in me just lost it while witnessing her mom not being able to do something that she's always been able to do. Thank God and Goddess that I can go back to my mother and apologize and ask for forgiveness. I can't be the only person or caregiver that has moments of shame when their behavior is less than loving. I don't know what's to come of all of this. If this is something I need to write about, talk about, have a support group or go to a support group, I know I need some help to process what I'm going through. I ended the night with prayer, and I'm calmer. I'm tired. Whatever happened is what happened, so I guess it was supposed to happen exactly as it did. Spirit is either everywhere or nowhere. God or love, whatever the word you use, is either everywhere present or nowhere at all. I will keep going, but I'm ready to have a break from the tears, that's for sure. I feel like I could use a week on a beach. But for right now, I'm going to settle for a good night's sleep. Day 97. No one and no thing outside of you is your source. I came into my meditation this morning with this thing about leaving Sunday instead of tomorrow, Friday, for Alaska. I was aware of the typical angst that comes from my mind presenting this to me. What should I do? I don't know what to do. It is very important to notice how the questions create the emotion. It has nothing to do with, I don't know what to do. It has nothing to do with, what should I do? It simply has to do with, what does my heart need? For the most part, I've been living from the mind with many moments of living from the heart. However, after seeing how my mind works and how its filters work and what my mind can do based on those filters and agenda, I much prefer to bear witness to it, but to not follow it all the time especially when my heart is not in alignment with what the mind is saying. Back behind my mind is the mind, and most times the heart and that mind are in alignment. I came into this meditation with the awareness that I simply wanted to be available for what my heart was needing and to go toward what felt light, knowing that it was going to cost money to change my ticket. Money is never not part of the equation, and my relationship to that money, at least in the world of effects, has not changed so far. 
to make that be the deciding factor is not what this is about either. So I went into meditation asking my heart to reveal to me what it needed. I'm going to use the words feminine and masculine, not male and female. This is not about genders or people. It's about archetypes. My experience is that when my needs are feminine, those needs are dismissed. When my needs are masculine needs, they tend to drive the decision. So the masculine needs sound like you've got to do it. You already paid for the ticket and it's going to cost more money. Just get it together. All of that stuff comes from my mind. The feminine needs come from my heart. The feminine needs are, I need more time. I want to feel different than how I do right now. The masculine needs say, feel however you need to feel and get on that plane tomorrow anyway. One is loving, one is harsh. My point is, I'm here to not dismiss my needs. I know what I need. I know what I feel inside. Too often, we dismiss what we need because we're measuring it against something else that's telling us what our needs should be. I'm not here to do that anymore. I decided I was going to change that plane ticket to Sunday when I came out of my meditation. The relief that I felt because of that decision was powerful. It's not because I'm trying to delay leaving my mom. It has nothing to do with my mom. It has to do with asking my heart what I need and being willing to give myself that. I'm also looking at going back to Alaska with an awareness of how different I feel, how I've changed, and feeling like I'm going back in a new way, having a new relationship with all that I've been there. I'm going back with this renewed awareness. Okay, let's go feel into who I've been and what I've been doing and see how it feels and to go toward what excites me. I'm not going back to feel like I have to go towards the familiar, the things I've already done, because... Now I know that that's the mind's agenda. What's already known is from the past. The mind does not like how the heart is. Being in the moment and being available to infinite possibilities and trusting that everything is working out for my highest good. I'm not dismissing the need for goals and all of that. Let's not take it to the extreme. I'm simply pointing out that my mind is freaking out because I have not allowed it to put me in things that it already knows from last year simply because that would fill the space of me having something to do. Today is day 97 and I'm looking forward to putting the oxygen mask on myself and to significantly reducing the stimuli that has been active in my life. I'm looking forward to being quiet and still to gather up what I need to gather up to come back to the center of who I am so that I can prepare myself for this journey ahead. I'm looking forward to honoring who I am and what I need, no matter what it looks like, no matter what my mind has to say about it, and no matter what anybody else has to say about it. If I don't bring those needs to myself, who's going to? Of course the spirit is, because all of my needs are met by it, but you know what I'm saying. This is about me understanding and learning to ask, What are my needs? What are those real needs? And then to bring them to myself. Day 98. The training wheels are off. I've been so stressed about my housing when I returned to Alaska because my mind has been telling me that it's supposed to happen a specific way. And since it's not, nothing is happening. Of course, to the universe, everything is always happening all the time. To the universe, it's impossible to think that nothing is happening. So I'm very cognizant and aware now that my mind is presenting neutral data to me through its own filter. And it's often as if something is against me or not working out for me. 
It's trying to present this whole lodging thing like, what's going on? Maybe you need to reconsider all this. Maybe this experiment of going back and forth should be over. Even when a friend of mine said I could stay at their place, my mind was like, well, it's not this house or that house or what we really want. Even though my needs were met, the ego mind said it wasn't enough. I actually own a house in Anchorage, one that I've been lending to friends since I left. I texted them to say, I'm coming into town as planned, and I'm looking forward to checking in with you guys. They texted back with, okay, but we won't be back in town until July 26th. We gave the key to the neighbor, and they're going to water the plants. My body lit up, and I said, any chance you want a house sitter? As it turns out, they do. So when I fly into Anchorage, I'm going home. Literally, I'm going back to my own home as my first house-sitting gig. While my mind was trying to convince me that nothing was happening, the universe was plotting for my good. The universe was putting together the highest possible outcome, and that's being in my own home. I have a calmness about me now because I know without a shadow of a doubt that this thing has got it going on. This thing is awake, aware, and alive. This thing that breathes me also knows me. It's here with me. It knows all that I desire because it's moving through me as these desires, and it's got it all figured out. Whatever intelligence that was able to put that together is putting everything else together. So even though I go back to Alaska with things looking differently and feeling differently and the ways in which I express myself not necessarily obvious to me, I'm okay. Something fantastic is being rolled out. All I have to do is maintain my vibrational frequency to be a match for the highest desires of my life. Day 99. Forget the laundry list. Just do it. 99 days. It makes me want to sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer, 99 days of meditating for an hour every day and rolling tape, 99 days of not wanting to roll tape because I prefer the microphone, 99 days of rolling tape however I looked, and boy, were there some looks and loving what I saw. 99 days of being authentic and real, no matter the tears that flowed and the heart that burst open, no matter the words that came out of my mouth. 99 days of just showing up and sharing who I am with you. 99 days of insights, 99 days of awareness and observations, and bringing quite a bit up to the light. In my awareness, things have dissolved. And yet, there's more. I'm going to continue to meditate. That's part of my life now. I'm going to take a break from rolling tape for sure because I want to do some writing and other things around this content. However, it's really important for me to be clear about what I need to do to be happy. I come from an Italian Catholic background and there's a lot of ancestral patterns and beliefs that come with my lineage. Much of them came out of survival and fear and I've become very clear that I do not want to continue any patterns that come out of survival and fear. I love them. However, that was a long time ago, and things have changed. I'm taking a very close look at my ancestral patterns, and I'm simply releasing myself from them. I no longer need to carry them in my life. There is a lot of heaviness that comes through my family's lineage. But you know what? I want to do something different. I might have to make some radical changes in my life 
with life to create the environment in which I am going to thrive internally. I want to create an internal environment mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually that gives me a leg up into thriving. The big thing is learning this time around that I am no longer here to manage any other relationship but my own to myself. I've gone back and gotten the little Camille, and she no longer has the assignment of emotionally managing others. She is not here to manipulate or control outcomes to create or maintain peace and harmony in the family. This is so big for me. I have really had to let go and grieve expectations and needs that have come out of my past that no longer serve me. I want to be free. I want to love people, but I don't want to maintain outcomes and the outer world of effects because of some pattern from the past. This is another powerful shift. It's one idea to manipulate outcomes for peace and harmony. It's something else to show up as peace and harmony. This is about strengthening my spiritual muscles, strengthening these skills, strengthening this new awareness, and continuing to master this. I simply want to have happy, joyful, light, lively, and lovely relationships. And yes, when it comes to family, there will always be moments, but I want less of those moments. And it's not about how other people show up. It's all about me. It's about how I'm showing up and what I'm still carrying. I've been mentioning my family, but it has nothing to do with them. It has to do with me. There's only one thing happening, and it's happening in, through, around, and as me. I'm still going through some radical transformation, that's for sure. The other thing is, it's time to take a leap. Kyle said, if you keep thinking about things, doing an event or writing the book, it becomes a mental addiction. I don't want mental addictions. I want to leap, and I want to do So what do I need to do next to take a leap? Do I need to rent a hall? Do I need to create an event? Maybe all of the above? I'm excited about going up to Alaska and making a leap. Today in my meditation, something powerful came through. And maybe it's just a reworking of what already exists. I'm just going to start doing things. My passion is the radio. My passion is the microphone and connection and transformation. These are the things I love doing. I'm spontaneous and I'm funny too. How am I to package this in such a way that's fresh for me and for you? Something original. I'm original and so are you. All we have to do is keep showing up and giving ourselves permission to take our foot off the brakes and to live our lives fully and we're on a roll. I absolutely have some anxiety about leaving tomorrow. I'm tired and I've overdone it once again takes a lot of work to clean and prepare things for me to leave my mom. Interestingly, my mother said, I didn't tell you to do those things, which is true, but I did them anyway. I have to look at why I'm so comfortable exhausting myself for another person. That's something I learned growing up too. Give until you're empty for another person. It may have come out of the past, but I don't want to exhaust myself for another person anymore, even my mom. My mom is right. She didn't ask me to do those things, but I did, and I exhausted myself. So I'm keeping it light today. I want to be the expression of love in this last day and a half. Maybe I just need to enjoy the day and enjoy those who are around me and keep my heart open and ready. As Bruce Springsteen sings, It takes a leap of faith to get things going In your heart, darling, you must trust
Day 100. I did it. This is day 100, and it's no surprise that this falls on the day I go to the airport. I can remember when I first started. The 100th day seemed like an eternity. In a way, it was, and it has been, because the person that started this experiment 100 days ago is not necessarily the same person that I am today. I am just kind of in awe of what exactly this whole thing has been about and the changes that I've gone through and I'm going through still. One thing's for sure, though. If I'm going to have a new way of living, that means I have to have a new way of responding to the old way of living. I have to see each moment as a pause, right? When things happen, when I feel upset or the triggers happen, my old way would be to allow emotion to take me. The old way would be to become upset, to let the tears flow. But what I'm realizing today is that to have a new way of living, I have to have a new way of responding to life. This is a real strengthener for me. It's about overcoming and changing a lifelong pattern. I know I can do it. There are ample opportunities being presented to me to do it. I have to remain mindful and conscious of the emotional upset that I believe others are causing and to love myself and cut other people some slack. I want to thank you also for being a part of this journey. I had no idea what the hell was going on most of the time. It's really only in this last lap that things have become somewhat clear to me. And I guess the confusion experiment has proven itself to be a success. As I said the other day, though there is confusion, I'm not necessarily confused. I'm definitely experiencing a tender heart leaving my mom. It's difficult knowing that her car is in the driveway and she's not able to drive it right now and she doesn't understand why. We'll see what happens with us in the future. I'm going back to Alaska with my feet on the ground, ready to rock and roll. It's a time for action. It's a time for leaps. It's a time to roll down the road without training wheels. Day 100, and I'm ready to board the plane to Portland and then on to Anchorage. I'm ready to take flight. Love to you and to your family and yourself. Love to me. Love to my mom and my family. And happy trails.